Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Last Wednesday, I had lunch with a colleague at a sandwich bar across the road from the office. We sat facing each other over a little table and ate soup from limp cardboard cups. I had slung my handbag across the back of my chair, and when we got up to leave, I found that the bag had left before me. I'd been so consumed by office gossip that I hadn't noticed that someone had quietly helped themselves to my beautiful, supple, brown leather bag and to my entire working life that was inside it. Bother, bollocks, bugger, blast, I thought. I'd bought the bag a year ago, in that impossibly long-ago age when it still seemed a good idea to spend an unconscionable amount of money on a handbag. Inside was a BlackBerry iPod, £200 in cash, a wallet containing a stack of credit cards and passes, a wad of receipts for unclaimed expenses, two notebooks, my diary and my keys. Here, I thought angrily, is the ugly side of recession. Casual crime is on the rise, and the lawless and the desperate are roaming the streets, nicking the handbags of gossiping office workers. Yet after a while, the rage subsided, and I found I was in rather higher spirits than I'd been before the incident. I gave this some thought, and decided that there are ten consolations to having your bag swiped, many of them quite substantial. One... Being stripped of your BlackBerry and mobile is rather nice. You panic for the first ten minutes, but after that it's enjoyable. If anyone wishes to talk to you, they have to make an effort. And luckily, no one seems to want to talk to me badly enough to try, so I've been left in peace. Two, being without money is surprisingly nice too, as people keep buying you things. So far today, I've been treated to a coffee, a Diet Coke and a Kit Kat. My husband slipped me a couple of twenties as I left the house this morning. I may have lost £200, but will have saved that much by the time my new cards arrive. 3. It's not your fault. This is a great morale boost. In the last few weeks, I've accidentally thrown away an FT mobile phone and wrecked a BlackBerry by putting it into the washing machine. On each occasion, I felt shame and remorse. This time, however, I was victim rather than perpetrator, and people have been astoundingly sympathetic. The staff in the restaurant have offered me a free lunch next week. The charming call centre worker at my bank gave her condolences as if I had just suffered a tragic bereavement. 4. One has a story to tell. Such is the tedium of office life, a little drama is always welcome. 5. I keep finding things that I thought were in my bag but turned out to be under my desk or in my pocket and each time I experience a stab of pleasure. I've found my silver fountain pen. Hooray! And my makeup bag. Hurrah! When my new credit cards arrive, I'll be able to go shopping for nice new stuff. 7. We needn't worry so much about CCTV cameras taking away our liberty. The footage from the camera and the sandwich bar failed to catch anything suspicious, which meant that the civil liberty of the miserable thief was left intact. 8. I've fallen in love. 9. 
I feel superior to David Cameron. Spookily, the leader of the Conservative Party had his bike stolen on the same day that my bag was taken. As my padlock is top of the range, no one can touch my bike, which was safely locked outside the office. Too safely, alas, given that my key was missing. That afternoon, I had three FT maintenance men standing over the bike and trying in vain to smash the lock with wire cutters and a hacksaw. One of them then suggested a grinder, but that would have involved running an electric cable out onto the pavement and the health and safety executive gets into a terrible flap about that sort of thing. The men then promised to try again in the dead of night when the HSE would be tucked healthily and safely into their beds. They assured me that my bike would be free the next morning. So I borrowed a fiver for a tube ticket and went home bagless and bikeless. The next day, I arrived at work to find that the bike was still locked up outside. That left me one option, to throw myself at the mercy of the fire brigade. So last Thursday afternoon, I walked down to Southwark Fire Station and rang on an old-fashioned bell. The huge red doors slid open and a hunky fireman with shaved head listened to my tale and said he'd ask his boss. The boss, a sweet-looking boy who looked about 15, said he'd be round in a jiffy. A few minutes later, a great red fire engine with a flashing blue light drew up outside the office. It did a U-turn, stopping traffic in both directions, and out jumped not one, but four firemen. Two of them got busy with a power generator and the world's largest pair of secateurs. The other two flanked me on the pavement and submitted themselves to wild, gushing thanks. The lock was swiftly cut, and I had the freedom of London again. Ten. London is not overrun with thieves trying to do you over. It's overrun with people who are kind and helpful. And four of them are heavenly, handsome firemen. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor. What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.